Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. It is Thursday, August. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what day it is in August. It's late August. Uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus uh, due to my own travel and work schedule and also some technical difficulties that we've had here with the Mr. Relevant Podcast. Uh, but we're back at it. And here on the phone with us is our old friend, Matt Turrell. Matt, what's up, man? Not much. I apologize for any background noise. I am podcasting al fresco the way our ancestors used to do it. So, now this is like this wildlife. This just adds to the the naturalist vibe of the Mister iPod. Yeah, I mean, it's just the funky, you know, down to earth sort of hippie ish uh, feel that we have to this sports podcast. Yeah, I'm driving as well, so there might be some ambient noise. But um, yeah, we've been we haven't been uh, on the air, so to speak, in almost two weeks. Uh, I wanted to rip that Band-Aid off and just get right into what you wrote about recently for the city paper, which is Nats Park Beer. Um, apparently, they've got a lot of local beer at the ballpark, a lot more than the last time I was there. And you created like a like a pub crawl of sorts within the ballpark. Yeah, the pub crawl was kind of a, a gimmick that I had to do because they have so many beers and they change them so frequently uh, at a, a real a level of intricate granularity that I'm not going to go into right now, but they suffice to say that there's just for local DC, Virginia, Maryland brews, there's about 32 taps uh, that change every home stand from about uh, 12 different brewers that are all pretty local. So the, the, there was no way to write about what to drink because it changes so much. So instead I picked some spots for where to drink. And did you battle test these spots? Like what is the number of taps that you personally have tasted in one visit to Nats Park? <laughs> In one visit, uh, probably not, not as many as, as you'd like to hear. On the visit where I actually wrote about it, I was, the assignment was actually last minute, and I was going to a Nats game with my wife and kids anyway, so I left them at the seats and did two full circuits of the ballpark, stopping and drinking <laughs> at various places. <laughs> what an assignment. I, what an assignment. That's I, fantastic. I'm dedicated to my work, man. Yeah, sorry. I, here's my $180 beer tab from Nats Park. <laughs> it was just from me. <laughs> also, here's the uh, the karmic tab for my wife sitting there with the two kids, wondering where I had gotten to for four innings. <laughs> it was an expensive but but fun day at the park. So it was good. It was I, good. I, I you know I moved away some years ago. I moved away before Nats Park came in. Um, so I I have actually never lived in D.C. And it, while it's been there, I probably have only gone to a handful of games and. The times I was there, it was more like, yeah, you know, like, here's your Miller Lite. Here's your, like, Leinenkugel or whatever. It sounds like now, like, it's undergone, like, a radical change to ride this craft beer movement. Yeah, I mean, they've taken great lengths to do it. And you can still get your your, your Leinenkugels and your Budweiser's, though, if that's what you want. Don't let me stand in your way. Is Nats Park, like, is it a Bud Park or a Miller Park? I don't even know. Uh, uh, you, you think that writing about the beers of Nats Park, I might have an answer to that question, but I do not. <laughs> well, I mean, I, oh, wait, no, it's a Bud Park. It's a Bud Park because there's that big Budweiser porch or, or Budweiser brew cafe or something. It's a Bud Park. So, you know, I, I coupled, I've had a couple different beer slash ballpark experiences the past, just earlier this month. I finally got to Wrigley Field um, and I finally got to the Durham Bulls Stadium. Um, kind of different ends of the spectrum, but I've wanted to go to both those places for like 30 years and finally got it done. 
at Wrigley, I was there with like eight dudes sitting in the bleachers and all we drank was giant Bud Lights. And I was very happy with that. Um, at the Durham Bulls ball game, I was with my family and there was tons of um, like North Carolina beer that you couldn't really get um, elsewhere, you know, and I was exceedingly happy with with that. Um, this is this Nat, the fact that Nats Park has 32 like DMV area beers that I can't get down here in North Carolina. Like that intrigues me. Like now I, I do want to go to Nats Park. Well, it's and it really is like it adds a good reason to go to the ballpark, which is something that I, I wrestle with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I prefer, I won't say I don't like live sports. I will say I tend to prefer the televised sports experience. And one of the reasons is because like, I don't have to pay triple the price for terrible beer, but you know, th- this is, this is a reason to go to the park. It makes it worthwhile. So. But I guess another factor of this, and again, haven't, I haven't been in DC much. Um, so I, I, this is not a loaded question. I really just don't know the answer to it. It doesn't have, it doesn't have much of a reputation. DC doesn't have much of a reputation in my opinion of, of being like a beer town. Like does DC and like the surrounding, you know, Maryland, Northern Virginia areas have good beer? Yes. Yes. They, they unequivocally do now. There's a lot of, so, okay. So you've got like the, the DC breweries that you probably remember from your trips here. You, mm-hmm. you know, the, the DC brow, the Atlas, the union, mm-hmm. um, which have gotten better as they've gotten bigger and more established. Uh, DC Brow went from being something that was kind of just workmanlike and mediocre to something that I think I actually enjoy now. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the hyperlocals and beer farms out in Montgomery County and Loudoun County. Uh, if you're willing to include all of those surrounding Maryland suburbs and, and Virginia suburbs, uh, yeah, there's actually a pretty, pretty good beer culture going here. I like the, I like the idea of a beer farm. I haven't been to one, um, but... You know, I feel Next like I feel like here, as I'm a dad, you. I could because I love going to breweries, but I hate dragging my kids to them because there's like, oh, go play with that Jenga set for like an hour while daddy drinks. <laughs> and, but if, if there's a farm involved, <laughs> like I feel like that's that's good. That's good parenting. Oh, it's amazing. You sit outside and they've got a bunch of land that, that's just sort of like a field. And all the kids of all the terrible parents who are sitting there drinking just sort of run in wild herds back and forth across the field, like chasing soccer balls and falling into rocks and things. Oh, it's great. It's a delightful way to spend a weekend. So me and Chris, the Matram brothers who have been involved with Mr. Relevant since like before the Internet, uh, we both moved to North Carolina pretty long ago. Uh, But there's a third Matram, uh, Matram Brother Beef. A.K.A. Ryan. I guess people call him Ryan. He's like 30 now. We should probably stop calling him Beef. <laughs> um, and he's, he's also like svelte. Very fit. He's the most, he's the fittest of the Matram. So he gets to be called Beef. He lives in Leesburg. This is really ruining my image of him. I have to tell you. It's a, yeah. <laughs> this is a downer. Do you think he was like a, a 300 plus pounder? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, he's been a 300 plus pound 15 year old in my head for the past uh, decade or so. He's, yeah. yeah, like he's a, a, put, a put together 30 year old man <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but lives in Leesburg. Wow. And yeah, I know. It sounds intriguing, right? Um, no, right. He lives in Leesburg, loves beer. And he was kind enough to present to me over text earlier this morning the Northern Virginia Craft Brewery Power Rankings. I'm going to pull them up on my text right. while I'm in the turn lane and driving and podcasting. Okay, here they are. Without further ado. I don't think you're supposed to admit that. Right. 
Number one. Number one in the Northern Virginia brewery power rankings, according to Beef Matram. Aslan. Aslan's at the number one spot. Number two is Vanish. Number three, Crooked Run. Number four, Adroit Theory. And number five, cool. Ocelot. Now, two bits of commentary here. I've only had beer from two of these places, Aslan and Ocelot. I love them both. Um, but I don't know that any of these five are actually being served in Nats Park. Is that right? Uh, I, it's probably right. I don't have the full list in front of me. There's a chance that Adroit Theory might be there. Adroit Theory stuff is popping up everywhere uh, mm-hmm. in this area these days. They've really, I mean, I, I have no idea what the marketing life cycle of a beer is, but they are making inroads into the kinds of restaurants that have beers. Um, Vanish is a is a beer farm that I've never been to. I drove past it for the first time. It's in Luckett's, uh, Virginia. I was driving from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, down to the Dulles area, and I passed it. Uh, and my friend, who is a big beer fan, says they do great sours. Um, and yeah, Aslan, Aslan is very good. They're out there in Herndon. So I was going to stop by Aslan and Herndon last time I was up there um, until I discovered that, like, you can't drink there. Like, like Okay. Uh, this, it's funny that this comes up because this was actually one of the other things I was considering writing for the beer issue. Not only can't you drink there anymore because of regulation change, uh, you can only get growler fills. They sell a limited number of cans starting at like 3.30 on Thursday each week. And one week, I, I happened to be in the area-ish. I was like, well, you know, why not? Why not swing by and get some cans uh, for everybody to enjoy? And I get there, and there is like this line of, of you know, slightly doughy, white, bearded guys just around the block waiting to get in and get cans <laughs> of beer. And as, as a slightly doughy, white, bearded guy, I was just like, I... Do My not people. want to live the stereotype that badly. <laughs> they were like, welcome, brother. Come here. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I got out of there and did not did not get the full experience. I've had their beer, but only when other people have been willing to wait in the line of doughy white beer. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm nitpicking about them not serving beer or whatever. I think it's pretty awesome that all these great breweries are more or less in, in Loudoun County. I guess, I don't know if Herndon's like technically Loudoun County, but all these places are basically in Loudoun County. Like five, ten years ago, like Loudoun County was not that cool. Like I, I worked at AOL throughout a lot of my 20s, driving out to Dulles every day from Arlington. Like all of the other internet kids who lived in Arlington and D.C. and, and Bethesda that would drive out to Dulles because nobody wanted to live out there. But now, I don't know, I feel like if you're, especially if you're like, raising or thinking about raising a family like that's a great place to be and the beer has a big part to do with it what's interesting is that uh in some ways though i think of Loudon, and this might have been right after you left as sort of a a ground zero for some of this craft beer movement because of dominion which used to be located directly across from redskins park and i wrote an article god i don't know a decade 12 years ago or something about barley wine ales. And they were one of the breweries that was like, yeah, come on down. We'll take you through. And like, they were, you know, a small operation that was really happy to have somebody talking about them at all. Um, and then they closed and they were gone. And then by the time I got there, yeah, we had both like a uh, Chipotle and a Moe's was cutting edge Loudoun County at the time. So, um, well, I mean, fast, fast forwarding to now when I live 300 miles away, I mean, I think the only DC area beer that's distributed down here is Port City, 
Port City Brewing from Alexandria. And I, 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 I keep needing to look into this. I think the only reason it's distributed down here is because I live in Wilmington and Wilmington is the Port City. Other than that, there's like nothing. I've got to drive up there to get stuff. It's so weird because I, when that came out, I thought it was a North Carolina beer. I, I, I never associate that with this area. So I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. We should do that research at some point. So, the, yeah, the, the, the pull of having 32 local beers at Nats Park is strong. If I do make it up there in the next month or two, it, do you have any recommendation? Is there like a, a primary recommendation of like you've got to hit this, this, this tap? Okay, so the, um, there's a few different ones. The, the key one, I think, is the one that's on the first baseline. I think it's section uh, 233 or something. It's in the article. I don't have it in front of me. It's by the big red Coca-Cola novelty chair that people are supposed to take pictures in. And the reason that one is good is because there's a good standing area where you've got a good view. You're right uh, just in shallow right. Um, and the, the beer cart there is one of the two that ha- devotes one tap to the even smaller breweries. They'll have like, when I was there, they had Hellbe- Hellbender, which I think does a pretty good beer. They, it was a Hellbender Blonde when I was there. Um, so by having that cart there, those four taps are going to give you three regular locals. That's the DC browser, whatever, and one of something that you really might not find anywhere else. So, uh, and, and you can still see the game. You post up there for you know, a few innings and go. Can I leave my family with your family while we go to that spot as well as the other ones? I think that's a terrific plan. Uh, we usually sit up in the upper deck. Is your family going to be okay with that? They'll be fine as long as they can just like continuously eat, you know, like yes. hot dogs, cotton candy, ice cream and a helmet, whatever. Yes. The upper deck seats we have are near all of those things. That was actually one of the reasons we got them and the lines are shorter. Um, but, but also in this hypothetical trip, I'm dragging you up to one of the beer farms in Montgomery County, which I understand doesn't make it onto Beef's list because it is a hike from mm-hmm. Loudoun to Montgomery. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm dragging you to one of my beer farms, too. Is there, like a, is there like so. a petting zoo component? Can I just, again, dispatch the kids to go, like, you know, say hello to the donkey or whatever? No, it's, it's really they just farm the beer ingredients and they haven't, uh, I haven't had like a, a goat blood IPA or anything yet. So there's no, no petting zoo. Uh, but there are like lots of like, you know, games for the kids, cornhole and, and all those other sort of outside field games for the kids to play. Uh, it's great. Mine get totally miserable. It's awesome. Uh, all right. So if our uh, very charitable listeners still want to know more about Nats Park Beer, they can read your story in the city paper. Uh, what are you writing about next? That's a great question. I'm actually not sure. There was just a change in uh, editorial editor in chief of the city paper switched over. And I have not had a chance to talk to the new editor in chief and find out what direction she wants the sports column to go in. If mm. I should just keep on keeping on or do something different. And to be honest, I have, I'm not going to lie. I've been a little checked out of the sports scene here in the, in the tail end of summer. I just, I can't get my fingers into Redskins preseason. I, uh, you know, the, the Wizards aren't the, the, cap, the Capital One Center name change or whatever it's called just didn't grab me. I, I haven't found anything for the moment. It's the Cap Center. I think we should just call it the Cap Center. Um, don't, you know, no need to throw in the Capital One aspect of things. The boring, like, vibe that's coming out of the Redskins preseason, I mean, it's been pretty, like, uneventful. That's calming me. I like that. Um, the Nats, the Nats season, I, they just like keep winning. That also has a calming effect, but I would like to say, I'd like to, I'd like to, I have a note for the city paper editor, whoever she may be. Uh, 
in the direction of the sports column. It just needs, we just need more Turl. We just need to turn the Turl up, both in print slash text and a Matt Turl City Paper podcast. I think that needs to happen as well. Because what people really need is more of me mumbling on about local beers and whatnot and claiming that it's about sports. That's definitely, I'll pass it along. Do we have any, do you have any um, inclination that uh, the, the, the editor actually believes in, in, in writing or will the city paper be pivoting to video? I, I, <laughs> I trust that uh, if, at least for me, there's no way they would pivot to video because nobody would put me on screen. And I, I think like uh, so many of these other alt weeklies, uh, we're going to keep on going or go down writing, I imagine. All right, Terrell. Well, I'll let you know if I get up there. We'll drink 32 beers and neglect our families. Uh, but thanks again for joining us on the podcast.